Chase is alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming for me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I'm Mrs. Warrior, an old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You're joining me if you stay here. Never come back again. You see, Jason was away somewhere, and today is his birthday. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Return to Camp Blood. I am your host, Nathan Barker, and joining me tonight is the drunk uncle, Ken Mullins. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, I just want to say before we get started that our last episode, Friday the 13th Fan Film Frenzy, it's gotten a kick-ass, awesome response in the Friday community, and I just want to give a shout-out to all the listeners who are supporting these fan films and helping to keep Jason alive all these guys that are involved, they're definitely appreciate, appreciative of the fans and everybody showing support on the Kickstarters, Indiegogos, everybody that's donated or purchased a perk. They just really appreciate all the help. So I just wanted to give a big shout out to everybody and uh, share their stuff. It really, really helps. Even if you think, oh, it's no big deal. But no, every little share helps. And even the last episode, share the link because there's tons of, of stuff that we recorded uh, that we uh, covered in that episode. And uh, it's gotten some great exposure. So we really appreciate that and just want to tell you guys thanks. So anyways, moving on to tonight's episode. Uh, Actually, before we get started, new news, fairly new news. And speaking of these fan films, I almost forgot. Just after we did the last show, what what do I see that pops up? And that is another fan film. And that one is uh, titled Camp Crystal Lake. And apparently... It is going to be set in the wintertime, so we will actually discuss that one separately as more information is revealed. There's not much on their Facebook page, but you can go over and check it out. It's Camp Crystal Lake fan film. So, any thoughts on that one, Kenton, before we move on? No, nah, just, uh, I just seen that it was set in the wintertime, and let's just pump the brakes on these fan films a little bit. Just <laughs> calm down. Right, right yeah, but we, we've got, that'll be six now, so I mean, that's that's my first thoughts when I seen it. I'm like, is this a fucking joke? And then I click on the page and I'm like, no, nope, it's not a joke. I'm like, oh shit. Well, God damn it. We just recorded that other episode and we didn't get this one included, but I literally didn't know anything about it. So the page, I didn't even look to see, but it didn't have that many likes. You can tell they literally just started it. So anyways, uh, moving on, we'll talk about Camp Crystal Lake later. So for tonight's episode, a community spotlight and joining us tonight is James Ingram from over at J3 Jason Costumes. Thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. We appreciate you being a a listener over over the years. I know you've messaged me a couple times and uh, I've had you on the list for a while now to talk about your costuming. And I know there's a lot of people who have uh, recommended you. I see your name in recommendations all the time and I see your pictures posted. You do great work and we definitely wanted to to feature you. So I'm glad you had time to join us tonight. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you. I've been uh, listening to you guys for a while. Um, Death Curse Radio and now uh, uh, now this one, um, I know her, I heard you guys merged both of them together. Yeah, well, kind of what was going on is we were basically the same crew and we had just stepped outside the box a little bit to do general horror on top of Friday the 13th, right? So with the connections that I have in the horror community in general, not just with Friday the 13th and attending a lot of conventions and stuff, it's like, let's have another avenue to expand. Well, after 
expanding and doing double the work. And it's like, we kept finding ourselves going back and talking about mainly Friday the 13th for the most part. So it's kind of like, why even bother with two shows and doing double the work when we can just kind of, I guess, I don't want to call return to camp blood is, is say it, that it's going to be a general horror show from now on. But like I said, in a couple episodes ago, sometimes it's pretty quiet at camp crystal Lake. Right. So in the meantime, if there's not really anything that's, that's episode worthy in the Friday world, we will step outside of camp per se and talk about whatever's current or maybe uh, an anniversary or, you know, do an interview with somebody just, just to keep the show in order. So the idea, if we have any downtime is just to do that basically, so we can keep pumping out regular episodes, if that makes sense. Yeah, as a listener, that's it's, uh, it's awesome. Um, I know, um, I don't think uh, Death Curse Radio is uh, available on iTunes. No, it's not. No, so I, I usually have to listen to the browser uh, through Google. And uh, I have you guys uh, on the iTunes. Uh, I, uh, I do, do, do podcasts on the iTunes for uh, uh, Curse or the uh, Camp Blood so yeah, like, that one you can find on all platforms, but uh, with Death Curse, like I said, it was just kind of becoming coming um, repetitive, and not not because I had basically the same squad, but it was just like why spend all the time that it takes? Because recording and talking is one thing, but then you've got to do more work to get it out there for people to listen to. So I don't want to say I was getting burnt out, but it was just kind of like we need to take a break and then kind of regroup and kind of figure out what the plan was. And the plan of attack was basically to just kind of fill in on this show when there's downtime with stuff in the horror community in general, because basically everybody who's a Friday the 13th fan is a fan of horror films in general. I mean, I'm going to assume that anyway. So that's why we kind of decide to to go that route with it. And it keeps shows um, without any delays or anything like that. But either way, we definitely appreciate you, man. Thanks for listening over the years. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I can't wait to, uh, I heard you guys are going to be doing some stuff on YouTube now instead of uh, listening. You guys can go, you know, watch kind of like Joe Rogan. Yeah, we're expanding into that aspect, too. We're still in the works with that, trying to figure out how we're going to do that. Um, Also doing stuff at conventions and little side horror shows and uh, interviewing the fans, um, interviewing some of the uh, celebrity guests that are at some conventions and just stepping out, just kind of broadening the horizon a little bit and offering more than just an audio episode every now and again we'll be able to do video but i always like the joe rogan i always watch the clips on youtube i i don't listen to his show but i watch the clips on youtube or i'll have him playing in the background if i'm working in the shop or something like that but uh that setup that he has where uh they're just sitting there with the camera that i like that idea so that's something that we're going to explore i don't know if we'll be able to do that but with all the applications and technology and with all the podcasting stuff right now i'm sure we can figure it out eventually so we'll just have to see Sounds like a fabulous idea, man. I can't, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, it does materialize. I hope so. And then of course, um, with the drunk uncle here, we, uh, we get a chance to meet <laughs> up, uh, potentially a few times a year if our schedules work out right. So we can add him in the mix with being able to throw him in there when we're doing live stuff, like at a show or whatever, like we're around Indianapolis coming up here in September, the whole squad will be there. We were all there last year, but we'll, we'll be there again this year. And uh, we did a Facebook live there, but I'm hoping to just step it up for this year and actually have been behind the camera while I'm basically just walking around talking to people. So we'll see. So if yeah. you're going to be at that show, if you're going to be at that show. We'll definitely feature you there. 
You know, uh, me and Kent go way back. Uh, I, I started, not only did I started doing costumes, um, uh, I started doing stuff like, a, I tried my hand with a hood. Um, I do work with latex pieces. Uh, so uh, I make the whole part seven get up the uh, the chest, spine, legs, and the, the gloves. And I've, I've confined it in uh, Kent many a times on, hey man, what should I do? How do I do this? How do I go about that? what paint do I use? And over the years, Kent's been great. And I'm hoping in September, I could actually like meet him face to face. I'll be there, dude. And then, uh, you probably learn the hard way as we all do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can, uh, you can get a lot of, a lot of like help and everything over messenger and everything, but you're still, there's a lot of fucking wasted money and, and materials and it's still trial and error. So, uh, I've watched you, get better and better over because you've i think you started like two years ago right yeah with uh with with the uh the the pieces i mean um you know how i all started was uh with with just these part seven pieces they're not the best i try but i i want to try to you know bring bring these pieces that you can't get you know at spirit halloween or you know halloween usa these these pieces are just like you know, how do you go about them? And, you know, some people do offer them, but they're like, what, you know, $1,000 and crazy. Yeah, they get a little crazy, ridiculous. Sometimes. Crazy. And for these people who are just wanting to um, go as Jason for Halloween, you know, for one day out of the year, they're not looking to spend like oodles of money unless, you know, we really got some diehard fans. And that's when, you know, you, you would hit up, you know, uh, Kyle in uh, Canada, you know, say, hey, uh, those late, you know, silicone pieces, which are phenomenal, man. Um, I wish I could do that stuff, but, uh, to keep costs down to a minimum, you know, uh, these, these part seven pieces are just been fun to do. Um, and people get so excited knowing that they can finally do the costume and, uh, um, the gloves, the gloves that you just mentioned. Oh man. Uh, I've tried and failed so many times. But hey, I finally got them, man. I finally, I finally uh, learned how to, you know, the mold them the right way and ma- make sure they're not too big and they're not too small. You know, kind of like a one size fits all, but like nothing like uh, overly large. You know, like these uh, these Spirit Halloween gloves that you could buy. But uh, but yeah, it's all been a learning experience, and I can't wait to buy you a beer. Ah, <laughs> uh, you don't have to do that. I'll bring the beer, but. Uh... Well, he can only drink like three anyway, so he's a cheap date, trust me. Yeah, he's talking. To, yeah, if they're margaritas. Right, well, hey, whatever floats your boat, man. We'll bring. We're talking about Bud Light. I'm, we're running maybe one and a half, two tops before I'm showing my titties. So. <laughs> and he wears sleeveless shirts around, and so he he's uh, the guy with the cargo shorts and the sleeveless uh, shirts, and you know the showing his. Uh, Showing himself all over the place. He won't be hard to find. I can tell you that. Yeah, I'm the guy that when you see, you go in your head like, that guy has definitely taken part in some kind of incestual relations. There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> no way yet. Oh, boy. Um, that's the easiest way to describe it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, well, okay, you, you you probably heard us talk about Meth Head Ted from the Dollar General in the last yeah, episode. Yeah. That's like Which one? Kenton, Which one? <laughs> well, Kenton, Kenton here, he's, he's, he's just... He's just Ted. He's Ted minus the meth head part. Yeah, I'm he's too just, fat for the meth part. Yeah, he's just he's just Kentucky Ted. And I've got all my teeth. So right, 
I moved to Kentucky, Bullet County, actually, for three months. We were, I, uh, Ford was hiring, and I followed someone down, and uh, I thought I would be able to walk right through that door because, hey, they worked there for 20-odd years. I'll, you know, I'll put my name down on the paper, and it was a long wait. But the, for that three months that I didn't get hired, it was, it was uh, interesting. And, oh, did you do any heroin? <laughs> no, I, no? No, okay. no, no, I just waited around for, for a phone call from Ford when they were like, Hey man, we got you, you know, you're going to, we're going to bring you in, but uh, that never, never came to light. So I got my ass back in Michigan and it's like, nah, I was not so, too long uh, from what, uh, Waverly Hills. I was about 20 minutes away from there. Man. I had a haunted, uh, asylum. Yeah, man. That's spooky yeah, yeah. as hell, dude. So no heroin. What about, did we make some moonshine when we were there? Did you at least learn how to do that? Absolutely not, man. I was in some rundown trailer park trying to uh, survive. Oh, dude, you're already halfway there. (laughs) A rundown trailer park in Kentucky. I I can't even imagine. Imagine that. Uh, Yeah, but hey, it was was one of those things like, hey, man, they're hiring. We bought bought this trailer like for like two grand and we're like, this is just going to get us off our feet. And yeah, that didn't work. But uh, long story short, uh, here I am back in Michigan doing costumes. Now let's talk about costumes. I know I've seen Kent in part seven costume on base. Is that correct? On, on base? What, what yeah. You when you, when you were deployed. Oh, was oh, that you? Uh, no, I wore it once to, uh, in the barracks, uh, just fucking around. I could have never gotten that stuff on deployment but uh yeah i wore it around the barracks and fucked with people but it's kind of hard to like shock or or freak out a bunch of drunk drunk ass marines so and then i actually proposed to my wife in part seven get up so because <laughs> uh, awesome. I, I was trying to figure out like the most shocking way to do it to catch her off guard because she's it's hard to surprise her so i thought I bet she will never expect me to do it in the middle of a convention, which is maybe like the fucking cringiest, nerdiest way ever to propose to anybody. But uh, I did it, and she was surprised. So mission accomplished. Was that, that a scarefest? Awesome. Yeah, scarefest in Lexington. Thank uh, 2014. Okay, I remember seeing the pictures of it, but I, I wasn't at that particular show. But I remember seeing the pictures of it. You know, looking back, uh, probably would have done things differently. Maybe just a beach or something, but. Uh, like I said, I was just trying to shock her, and I and I accomplished that. So that's awesome. She, that said the... yes. she said yes out of embarrassment, just so we could get out of the building. <laughs> Probably. Now, is that the only costume you own, Kent? Or I man, I just uh, I'm not a person that I don't, I don't enjoy the uh, the attention of. I don't like people. I, I, whenever people start swarming me in costume, I feel like claustrophobic, and I have to have an anxiety attacks. And feeling like I'm going to start throwing elbows and right hooks and freaking out. And I only wore it that I put a lot of work into that. And I wore it that one time. And the like overwhelming, like people, you know, flock you to to get pictures and stuff. And right. I, I fucking hated it. I hated it. Uh, I, and after that convention, I, I took it off and I never put it back on. And I ended up <laughs> selling it. So, yeah, that was the only one I've ever owned for myself. Aside from making a, you know, I've made a million of them for other people. But um as far as myself goes, yeah, that part seven was the first and last costume I ever personally owned. That's pretty cool. Were the night owl pieces or? Uh, the Well, that was, you know, I was fresh and I hadn't been doing like 
sculpting and everything very long and i painted all that stuff that you've seen but uh the the hood and the uh the chest pieces the back pieces and the legs all that was from jc wild i got them as blanks and then uh i did all the clothes and and all and all that shit the arm pieces and everything by myself that's pretty cool man it's pretty cool i know nathan nathan i know that uh you work with ari and uh you you have uh the the versus costume is that correct yeah, I got a couple of them. I got a full versus, and then I have a full part six. <clears throat> a lot of times, um, I just wear the versus uh, costume because my part six is a full face silicone with just the one eye cut out of it from Kyle uh, Lucky Luck, and it's it's a bitch, especially when you're in a, a crowded venue or at an event somewhere, and having and that full silicone, you know, it 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 really it like throws off your equilibrium because the ears are so tight and you can barely see out of one eye. And uh, I don't wear that one very often. Matter of fact, I haven't worn it in uh, at least a few years just for that. Um, I was thinking about sending it back to him and having him actually open up the face of it just so it'd be more comfortable to wear. So, but yeah, I just currently have those two at the moment. That's awesome, man. Uh, who did your uh, versus costume? Uh, John Gerald did the jacket and the shirts. I did the pants and the boots. And I have, I've had several different machetes over the years. Um, Tim Miller. Um, I'm getting ready to get a new one from Ronnie Hunger over in Germany. Uh, I got a, um, I got an old sculpt. I got two and, um, I have two, uh, old ELS hoods and actually Kent repainted one of them. The, cause I bought two many, many, many years ago. And of course the one took a beating from traveling all over the, all over hell with it. And, uh, that one's just kind of retired now. And then I, I had one sit in the closet and I sent it over to Kent last fall and had him repaint it. And then Ari and I, we, we did a show in, in at the university of Illinois, near the university of Illinois, there was a, the dark history and horror convention. And, uh, I wore the hood once and I, I got a hold of Kent and I'm like, Hey, you know, the, the paint's peeling off of it pretty bad. I'm going to have to send it back to you. And he's like, Oh shit. So I actually, I haven't sent it back to him yet. I need to do that pretty soon. So yeah, they, uh, Little- the previous owner, I would I would like to defend myself for just a minute. Yeah, uh, the previous <laughs> owner had had sealed that with uh, I think it was gloss clear coat, like a sprayable Krylon gloss clear coat. So I tried and tried what? and tried <laughs> and tried to strip that shit off with naphtha, mineral mineral spirits, alcohol, uh, acetone, and everything. And I and there was just some places where it had been laid on so thick that it. It, the, I couldn't get the paint to adhere, no matter how much I tried. So, did the best I could with it. But uh, it, it looks good. I mean, in the photos, it looks good, but it, the paint was coming off it pretty hard, and I didn't know it. And I was in it for probably uh, three hours, and I didn't obviously know until afterwards. But I might just end up scrapping that one out and just going with the new silicone from Kyle at this point. That's- that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Kyle, I think Kyle's pretty hard to get a hold of now. It seems like I don't know if he has an Instagram account, but he, I think he dropped he off of Facebook. Yeah, he dropped off Facebook over a year ago, probably, and uh, said just hit him up on Instagram. And he, I said, well, why are you getting rid of Facebook? And Ryan Brazier did the same thing, and he said, oh, you know, it's just easier. And uh, something about I think he got better responses, um, you know, th- through the hashtag world of Instagram. So. um I guess he just didn't really want to deal with both of them, which I can kind of understand. But, yeah, he's the man as far as the uh, silicone goes. Well, and and his latex stuff, too. I know he doesn't do much of that. But, God, that guy is just just super talented. And um, 
if anybody listening hasn't is not aware of Kyle, just go to go to the website here and, and scroll through the past episodes. I we had him on. I don't know how long ago it was, but uh, super talented guy. Oh, definitely, man. Definitely, I would I would love to do what he does with 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 the silicone, but uh, but mine is just pretty much geared to uh, you know those people who would like to you know go out with the family and have a good time on Halloween and not the working, a the working man's Jason, right? That's yeah, pretty much man. The, the working man's Jason, something better that you, than you would get from the garbage that's at uh, the stores on Halloween, but not having to pay that super expensive silicone price. Not that the silicone isn't worth it because it is, but oh, yeah. it's affordable. It's affordable to, I guess the average uh, person in the Friday community. Yep. Yep. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, Kyle's doing the part seven anymore. Uh, I heard uh, he was not the seven. I don't think he is at the moment. I know he brought it back for a little bit and then the, the took away the six and then brought him back. And then now it's away again. And I'm sure he probably just goes back and forth with it. And he probably gets tired of doing them for a while. And I'm actually going to send mine to, uh, to him pretty soon. Like I said, and have him open up the face and do a repaint on it. Mine's one of the first ones that he did from back in like, I think 2013, I think is when it was, it was one of his first runs. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But I would definitely recommend him for any of his pieces, but so it, anyways, uh, kicking things off with, with your products and everything. So J3 Jason costumes, let's just first start off a little bit and why the J3, what's the significance of J3? Well, I'm the third. Okay. And uh, so we just put uh, Jim and uh, just J and three. And uh, one of my good friends, his name is Derek. He called me J three like a couple times and uh, in one of his drunken rants and uh, it stuck. And I just, I, I just wanted to use something that uh, represented my name and um, you know, just threw on Jason costumes. I just kind of make it like self-explanatory, like, Oh, let's look up Jason costumes. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you know it's in the name. You know that's what I do. Um, could I make you a scarecrow costume? Sure, not a problem. But uh, just you know something that uh, fuels my hobby of costuming and uh, lets me lets me fund. I mean, um, things are so busy now that uh, that uh, uh, you, you can make a car payment or. Uh, house payment or so on and so forth. So this hobby is definitely taken off for me. Um, I enjoy it. Uh, my days off, it gets me in my own office away from the world. Just kind of shut down and just, just focus. Just I listen to you guys on the, on the radio uh, podcasts. Uh, it's either that or YouTube or horror movie in the background. Um, Either I'm working on like a part two, like today we're working on a part eight um, and uh, doing some pieces for a part seven, which are very popular. So obviously the primary focus is Jason costumes. So just to give the listeners who may not be familiar with your work, just, just give a rundown of all the products that you currently are offering. Oh, well, uh, latex products. We, you know, like I said, uh, do the gloves, the, the chest, spine, um legs um i'm trying to think uh that is pretty much it for latex pieces um i do reach out to other people who do make hoods 
Uh, I, hey, can I have a blank hood? I'm going to, you know, paint match, you know, this part seven. Um, um, anything from uh, a Jason X costume that I just did recently to um, a part three. I mean, um, I think the only one I haven't got a chance to do is actually a versus costume. I, I've been eyeballing it for quite some time. I know there's uh, not a big market for it, but uh, I got a hold of John who did your jacket and uh, he sells, uh, he sells the jackets and he said, Hey man, you know, whenever you need one, let me know. So um, I'm excited about doing one of those here very soon, but uh, yeah, uh, you, you name it. Uh, anything in the Jason world I do, I do. And I try not to, uh, I try to be humble about it. I mean, there's these people that, uh, that do, do costumes out there they're very um how's that word very eccentric i guess about it and you can call uh, fucking douchebags if you want exactly <laughs> yeah, we don't, nice. i just, i don't want i don't want yeah i'm not trying to say my oh my work is better than that person no i just just trying to try to be humble about everything and just uh well just, okay you know, I, I can appreciate i can appreciate that but in reality some shit just fucking sucks, plain and simple. <laughs> but you have to start somewhere. So when you started, you, you weren't at, at the capability of what you have, what you are now, right? Right, right. When I started, I was doing like hockey mask blinks. Uh, you know, Ryan Ryan Brazer sent me sent me a buck for free. It's like, hey man, I see that you're really taking interest in it, and so on and so forth. But uh, I did some polls. I did painted many cost uh, many uh, hockey masks for about a year, and it just seems like there's other people who do it so much better than I do. And it's like, yeah, let me, let me focus a little bit more on the costume part and, and um, treat it like really good customer service. Like, I mean, you know, if you ordered a costume, you know, from me ordering new Dickies from um, eBay to, you know, Hey, I just got them in the mail. This is a little update for you. Oh, Hey, you know, the part, you know, the, the, the J, you know, the pants are done. And I just go about like, uh, you know, it's, you know, let that customer know that, Hey, you just sent me like $300 for this costume. I'm going to walk you through each step. Say, Hey, you know, from start to finish, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you that awesome customer service because um, a lot of people who do this are pretty eccentric and it's, it's pretty unfair to the people who really want to reach out either to ask, Hey, how do you do this? And you, you know, or Hey, how much do you charge? I mean, it's uh, it reflects, you know. Absolutely, and like I said, you, everyone has to start somewhere. Kent started from somewhere with his sculpting and his painting too, and eventually you evolve. I mean, even the crashes, the Oz's, the uh, the Ryan Braziers, all them guys. I mean, they they had to start somewhere. If you look at their early work, it wasn't the greatest, but obviously practice makes perfect. So I always try to encourage people and say, hey, you know, just stick with it. Um, you know, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. So, um, it, it, all in the, all in the end, it's about options. And with, as you know, with these movies, the lighting's different from scene to scene, 
and the hockey masks look different and different variations of light. And so does the clothing, you know, is it gray? Is it green? Is it, what color is it with this? You know, same, same with over in the Myers world and the Myers guys are always debating what the cover, color of the coveralls were, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a matter of vision. So what do you think the hockey mask, for example, or the clothing should look like, right? So that's all what it boils down to is whatever your vision is and what you think looks the best. Some people will say in the hockey mask world, they'll say that crash is the best. And I won't disagree with that or they, they prefer Oz's work, but either way, I mean, it's, it's in my opinion, I think it's a matter of what your own vision is, if that makes any sense. True. True. Um, a lot of the stuff I do try to make it as close to the screen, act, uh, uh, the screen accurate as possible. Um, is it, Yes and no. Um, some things, you know, with budget, some things like, uh, let's say, a part seven. I mean, we, we're just doing like light latex pieces here and there, not like the whole entire body. So some of these holes that you can you, you need to put in like the legs, you know, you can't do that or your, you know, your, your, your junk will be falling out, you know. <laughs> so right. uh, certain things like that. I mean, I, I try to take it as far as I can. Um, with within the budget it seems at least from my observation that your part seven is probably your most popular is, is that correct that and the eight um and the, eight. the eight eight it seems uh, uh been ever since i did one back in i think january um i just threw up some video up on youtube and uh, up on instagram and i get plenty of uh questions about it it seems like it's daily so what was the motivation behind costuming in general? Was it you saying to yourself, I don't want to buy this fucking garbage at, um, at fucking the spirit of Halloween or whatever them stores are, or I don't want to pay for the silicone pieces or what, what was the motivation that got the ball you know, rolling for you to, to, I guess, basically be where you're at now. 2011, man. Uh, I hit up, uh, I got hit up Jason Baker and Jason Baker taught, taught me everything about costuming. Uh, I owe it all to him. Um, I I wanted to do uh, you know a wonderful part three. I just ordered me um, a fight stuff hockey mask blink. I'm like I gotta have a costume to go with it, you know. And I seen one of his videos that he had up on YouTube, and I messaged him, and uh, he told me how to do it. And uh, here I am, so many years later, and I still go to Jason here and there and say, hey man, you know, uh, the, on this remake costume, how do you do it? And and because uh, I think he was generally the first uh, first one out in California to do do some costuming, along with, I think, uh, Wicked Beard, I think. Jeff Cochran. Yeah. I don't know that he was... California, Nathan. What's that? Is Jeff from California? No. I'm, I've ran into him a few times over here on the East Coast, so I, I didn't. I was wondering. I think... I, I think he's a Midwest guy. Uh, I don't gotcha. know exactly where he's from. He might, he might be somewhere near UConn. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but that doesn't mean obviously that he wouldn't travel elsewhere. Um, yeah, I run into him like pretty regularly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jason, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of costume people out in California. I don't know if Jason, he he was probably more one of the I guess pioneers, if you will, on YouTube that was actually giving tips and oh yeah, and, you know, most people want to be secretive about shit, and he was actually just saying, no, here's what I do. By all means, uh, you know, here here's some tips and tricks so you can do it yourself. And, yeah, Jason's a good dude, man. He's a yeah, really good dude. yeah. I've I've talked with him several times, and and of course see pictures, and he's always he's always involved with some sort of costuming and. 
and he does great work. And uh, he he had said before that he gets hit up all the time about costumes, but he's like, I have a full time job. I don't have time to make I don't have time to make shit only for myself. Yeah. So I can, and and that and I I got a lot of respect for most of you guys uh, simply because you do most of you guys that I know now. Granted, there's some of you guys that that do hockey masks or do costumes or both or whatever, and that's a full time job for you. I can think of several off the top of my head that that's what they do for a living. But there's also more of you guys in the hobby that have full time jobs, and then you do it as a side business. Oh so, yeah. Yeah, that's I know what, I, what it's like to, well, I mean, you, you're at work all day, no matter, you know, if you work day shift, second, third, you know, whatever your shift might be, but you busted your ass at work and then you come home and it's like, damn, I got to sit here and fucking shred up this part seven costume all night. Exactly, I mean, that's, man. That's, exactly. That takes a lot of, a lot of hustle mode, man. Jim's got a kid too. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I got a little four-year-old. He loves it, man. He, he, uh, he's, he's been raised into the the friday the 13th world he sees a hockey mask and be like hey it's daddy <laughs> so yeah. i mean uh and the same with kent kent's got a few kids at home and the wife and he's got a uh, full-time hustle and then the side hustle too and i can't even imagine really what that would be like i i don't know if i would be motivated enough to to do that but i guess depending on what the circumstances are it's i just good. wait until the sun sets and the house goes quiet everybody goes to bed that's whenever i head down to the shop I'm, i'd say jim you probably do something similar yep like uh, my days off it's like uh i I take a couple hour a couple hours to myself just to kind of escape from the whole entire world and then and just embrace myself into this costuming and it's fun i mean i i I, uh i enjoy it i i mean i i need it to do it sometimes you know just to close the door and you know turn on some music and just get away from the world and uh and i get paid for it uh you know it's not a lot of money should I charge more? Sure. Um, should I make a website and get more? No, I don't want to do that. Uh, there's a lot of people who uh, who do have websites for costuming, and I feel that it's mass produced. I don't think that the the quality is there. The detail is there. Um, the lighting, you know, with the pictures I take, the detail don't really show up much. But I mean, if you re- re- review. Read all the reviews, man. It's all there, man. Everybody, everybody's impressed on what they get, and uh, I just try to be as humble as possible. But yeah, this, this is it's fun. It's fun, man. And I hope, I hope every this lawsuit gets taken care of, so we can see more costumes. You know. Well, speaking of the lawsuit, <clears throat> since that shit's on hold for the time being, and we talked a little bit about recently about the fan films and the the plethora of fan films have any of them reached out to you for costuming oh man um it, let's see you can divulge on, on air anyway i uh i will i did work on recently um uh someone i know is going to hopefully be doing a fan film i i did costume for that and that's very custom um i did uh a couple years back this is when cj grams announced that he was going to be doing uh shows um uh jason giuseppe who made the part six starts uh he read i did a costume for him and and he went to go see uh cj and cj pulled him aside and be like hey man i need i need you to make one of those costumes i agreed and uh i just recently started moved into the new house started a new job and it was so overwhelming that i had to tell jason that i couldn't do it and it was just not one costume. I think it was three to four um, 
part six costumes that I had to do for CJ. I just couldn't do it. I had to turn it over to one of the good friends. I don't know yeah. if he does costumes anymore. I think it's uh, James Maxwell. I don't think he does costumes anymore. But uh, yeah, he he. Uh, I turned it over to him, and he did a really good job with that. I didn't um, know that you did Jason Gillespie's costume. But yes, yes, Jason went down to Days of the Dead on the first appearance that CJ did uh, in Atlanta. And he did he did mention that. And I, I didn't know what had transpired that got James Maxwell to do it or whatever. I wasn't at that show. But um, I don't know if James still is or not. He's kind of been MIA on social media lately. And I don't know. Uh, a while back, I know that he had posted some stuff for sale and I haven't really seen much out of him. So I was kind of curious. I was actually going to ask if you and James, if James helped you out at all, because it uh, seems kind of like the, um, it, what I've noticed anyways, it kind of seems like you filled the void that when James kind of stepped back. So what, when I used to see James all the time, now I see you all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah. I used to, I used to help him out with uh latex. I, I started the part eight, and latex pieces then i moved over to like uh silicone ge stuff and uh you know hardware store stuff which is you could you can if you if you take the time with some naphtha and some paint you can morph it um james bounced those ideas off of me and uh i used to i used to send those in uh, uh latex pieces i did uh did some part nine costumes for him and late for the latex pieces and i did some uh, part eight and latex and we just finally just switched over to uh, silicone but i think there was some uh some serious family issues with james and i don't think he i don't think he's uh doing much very more in uh, these days but uh yeah um we used to work together on stuff and i always asked him for ideas and he sent me ideas and then next thing you know we don't see him no more i don't know I haven't really talked to him in a yeah, long I'd, time have you have you had any contact with him kent no, um, I haven't heard from him in probably. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been over a year. He bought uh, one of the whenever we, whenever I made that remake silicone hood, uh, he bought one and and uh, showed it off a little bit, and then I think he sold it, and and right after that is when he kind of went, like you said, MIA. Yeah, I remember the silicone hood. I do remember that. That has been a while. But well, I uh, I wish him the best. Uh, like I said, he's he's been on the show before too. Um, like I said, whatever he does have going on, like I said, I definitely wish him the best, and hopefully he'll be back at it again soon. So, um, speaking of your work, Kent, did you and Jim here? Did you guys collaborate when you were doing the the your Roy Hood? Um, I don't know. Did we, Jim? I, I've I've consistently talked with Jim for years, so uh, we could have just been talking about bullshit. Uh, and not talked about the Roy hood at all. Uh, but I don't know if we, we did or not. Um, no, no, I did ask about the, well, Hey, what color, you know, skin texture do you use? <laughs> Cause I thought that was very impressive, but uh, no, um, I don't know who, who did his costume. Did you do it? The whole thing? I did his hood. Um, and then my buddy, I think, don't quote me on this. I might be wrong. I think Chuck, uh, Chuck did his, his, uh, his overhaul his coveralls and then the hawk was made by uh man i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say who because i'm not entirely sure who did the hockey mask well in that in that matter i remember i was in you guys's hotel room and there was like two or three 
um, hockey mask sitting there. Yeah, they had a few to choose from. <clears throat> yeah, he showed me, and I'm, I think one was a Tim Schultz, and the other one was either a Crash or an Oz. I, I know there was for sure two of them. And, and I, you can't and go I, wrong with any of those. So No, yeah, nope. I mean, it, either way, I mean, he had a, he had great work regardless. And um, You just need Ron Razor added to that, and then you have the trifecta. <laughs> Yeah, and there might might have even been one of those there. I don't really remember because that was back almost two years ago. Now that was Horrorhound sent or uh, Horrorhound nice. Columbus, right? I twenty eighty. It was the same 20, one that they had me that I, I made that Jack Frost snowman that life sized Jack Frost. Yeah, whenever that was, it was that yeah, it was the Christmas show. It was yep, that's right. It was November of twenty seventeen because it's been almost two years ago. So Jeez. yeah. The, now Chuck's Chuck's part five looks great, um, but your hood you did a fucking awesome job with that, and that I mean that was some quality shit right there. That's one of the better part five ones I've I've ever seen. Well, I was I kind of felt pressured to really put in maximum effort because it was I was making it specifically for Tom Morga. Right. I mean, <laughs> if fucking Tom Morga's wearing it, that thing better yeah. be, better be on point. <laughs> But no, but, he did uh, a great job. Everybody involved there did a great job. Oh yeah, Chuck's Thanks, probably man. got. It. Oh yeah, absolutely. Great. And uh, Chuck, Chuck has one of the better part five mm-hmm. costumes I've seen out there. So Tom was definitely in good hands when it came to you guys. That's for damn sure. Super nice guy too. If you, I'm sure you've met him, Nathan, Jim, you may have. But uh, Tom is one of the more like down to earth, kind of humble, sweet guys that I've met in all the years I've been doing conventions, celebrity wise. It seems like that guy's been in like many movies. Not yeah, he just like, the Caribbean. I didn't even yeah. know that until I talked to him. Not 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 just like the uh Friday thirteenth, but uh also Halloween. Is that is that correct? He yeah, was yeah. Michael Myers in part four. He was Leatherface, he was in Jaws, he was in Ghostbusters. I mean, he's like he's been in all the good shit. That's awesome. Yeah, he's he's been in in a lot of fucking films, and mo- some of them he didn't even get the credit for because back then stunt guys sometimes didn't get credited at all. So to hear the stories that he has to say, and you're like, wow, you know, I didn't know you were in this film, or I didn't know you did that. And the guy is is definitely been around the block. That's for damn sure. Oh yeah, and he is. He's a super nice guy, very humble. Uh, you know, just a, a soft spoken, just nice guy. And I had you're right, Ken. I have had a chance to talk to him on a few different occasions and he he's just uh he's just got he's like ted white he's just got awesome stories not that he's the most interesting jason in the world now but he's got some fucking kick-ass stories that's for sure and you would never know it was fucking the guy that played jason Voorhees if you just seen him out and about because he dresses like uh like the dad that likes to grill out a lot yeah (laughs) he's wearing like new balances and straight like blue jeans and like a (laughs) <laughs> he, like he's it. just so like chill you know yeah yeah just got the you know the hair is nice and you know just combed over and not a hair out of place just looks like a guy you'd see strolling around uh at home depot just a guy shopping for a george foreman grill at walmart That's what <laughs> yep <laughs> a little do you little do you know this guy's fucking jason he's been michael myers he's been leatherface leatherface yeah you know <laughs> fuck which leatherface he was in three. Oh wow yeah, you, you have to look him up on IMDb, and and like I said, there's a lot from from talking to him. There's been a bunch of roles that that he didn't necessarily get the IMDb credit for, but that's I guess that's just how it was back then. So it is what it is as far as the credit goes. But yeah, uh, he had the right guys for 
his costume. That's for damn sure. So, uh, but anyways, why, uh, Jim, why Friday the 13th to begin with? Oh, dude. This is a question I ask everybody. It's just like unstoppable killing machine. I mean, from drunk uncle part three to killing machine part four to, uh, zombie in part seven, um, to Frankenstein in part six. Um, and you know, I'm going to get a lot of flack of this, but, uh, um, the remake, I really, I mean, it just, it was a little bit of both in the remake. I don't think you're going to get flack for that at all. I fucking love the remake. I know. Okay. Well, yeah, I do too. There's a couple things I dislike, but that's with every fucking film anyway. But so since you just said zombie, Jason, this is something I was going to address and I'll probably have to address it a couple times, but so the show gets reviews in various places throughout the interwebs. And the other day I was going through some of our reviews and we've gotten like a, I think it was like a 4.58 rating or whatever um, for the most part. So I'm looking through, there's like 38 reviews and I'm, I'm, I'm looking. And then all of a sudden, and, and I don't know who leaves these reviews cause it's not like they leave their fucking name. So whatever. So anyways, one review mentioned that, that they liked the show and whatever the fuck else they said. And then it was, but hang on. I have one, one complaint. And that is you guys referring to zombie Jason as zombie Jason, but he's not eating people. So therefore he's not zombie Jason. So he would just be the supernatural or the undead Jason or whatever. So all I'm going to say is I don't give a fuck. I'll call him whatever <laughs> I want. He's fucking dead. He's a fuck. He's moving around. He can be a zombie. I don't give a shit. So <laughs> if that's our biggest complaint, then I guess we're doing pretty good. But uh, a lot of people do say zombie Jason. I never fucking hear anyone say, oh, well, he was supernatural Jason or he was the undead Jason. You know what I mean? Like everybody, it's almost just like an understood term that he gets referred to as zombie Jason, right? Right. Uh, I mean, look at the lore of actual zombies from uh, New Orleans. I mean, I mean, they weren't eating people, but they, they were under control and they were walking around and they were doing things and they weren't eating people, were they? Or 80. Or Haiti. Yeah, exactly. Zombies originated. There was never anybody fucking eating brains in Haiti, but they still called them zombies. When did we fucking get together and vote that for it to be labeled a zombie, they have to eat brains? That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Well, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't fucking get that memo is what I'm getting at. I, I didn't your, get the memo. That's your, so. next, that's your next podcast. Zombie Jason or not zombie Jason? Hey, <laughs> you know what? Good idea. That is a very good idea because we have a couple episodes coming up that we're going to talk some shit and you're either on board or you're not. And that's <laughs> fine because you don't have to like what we have to say because that's the beauty of it. Just don't listen if you don't like what we have to say. So I usually am pretty, uh, I'm pretty respectful and I try to stay neutral on a lot of stuff, but sometimes you just have to open the floodgates, right? It, this is a talk show. I mean, I mean, exactly. I mean, and it's not it's not uh, going to be a zing towards anybody in particular. It's just, you know, just just some shit we're going to talk. But, yeah, that's that was the criticism, if you want to call it that, that he had a, this particular person had a problem with us referring to Jason um, as zombie Jason because he wasn't eating people. And I say, I don't give a shit. He's, I'm calling him zombie Jason. If you don't like it, then, you know, it is what it is. And there was there was a couple people that have made comments. Um, it wasn't just one person that there was 
probably over the you know over the years there's probably been three or four people that have said said something so um, I'm not addressing really one particular person but a lot of people say zombie Jason I'm not the only one but for me if you're fucking dead and you're moving around I don't care if you're eating people you're a fucking zombie period well I think also in these times of political correctness and everybody walking on ice and eggshells and concerned and scared about what they're going to say I think people don't want when they're listening to something, they don't, they don't want another show where a bunch of assholes are just constantly tiptoeing around afraid. I'm just going to say what I'm thinking. And I know you are too, Nathan. And, and I think people are kind of tired of, of everybody being so fake all the time. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I, I agree with that. And like I said, it's not about pissing people off. It's not about offending people or whatever. It's just, Say say whatever you want. That's pretty much the the rule here. I mean, obviously we do have some limitations, but you know what I mean. And like I said, uh, you know, if you don't agree with it, then that's fine. And and we do get some hate mail every now and again, and I expect that, and that's okay. Um, I have no issue with that. So, but Jim, just just out of curiosity, since you've been listening to the show for a while, um, what? What about the show did did you enjoy? I mean, I'm I'm always interested from our guests and our listeners what they actually enjoy specifically about the show. Well, I started listening to you guys on uh, Death Curse Radio, and um, I knew Kent from a while back, and it's just uh, you guys bounce ideas off of each other, and it's fabulous. Um, we you got the deadpan humor, uh, you got the seriousness, and you got you know the overall. Hey, you don't like it? Fuck you. <laughs> so I mean. Uh, and you guys, and it's just not, it's just not like, uh, Hey, you know, this new, uh, you know, nightmare on Elm street. No, you guys like, you know, the details, you know, um, what you guys are talking about, you know, who started in it, you know, you know, what certain effects was done. And, um, a lot of, a lot of the podcasts that I do listen to because I do drive around for about nine hours a day. Um, I, I hear all these other podcasts and they just kind of, they miss like these, they miss these details that they could have like inserted into the the podcast and make it a little bit more interesting. And, uh, and you know, you guys just nail it every time. Well, we definitely appreciate that. Um, I guess the big thing for most of us is, that do this kind of stuff or that are this involved in the franchise, like, for me being so heavily involved in the Friday franchise, it's hard for me to not know certain things that other people might be like, Oh, wow. How the hell did he know that? You know, he must be such a geek. All he does is sit around and study Friday the 13th. No, it's just when you hear things repeatedly, especially with social media, it's hard to not know who played a certain character. It's especially when most of your friends or people that you interact with on social media are also major fans too. So, um, cause some of my normal friends, they, I, I say normal, like it's like they're fucking weird or something, but, uh, like, yeah, so sorry, but, uh, they, they see me out and about and I'm wearing, you know, all black and you're wearing Friday the 13th shirts and it fucking, uh, Bob Evans eating breakfast. Everybody looks at you like you're a fucking idiot. Um, or they come over to, to the house and they're like, they think you're a serial killer. Cause you got nothing but hockey masks and posters and autographs and figures and, and, um, uh, you know, you guys know what I mean. So, oh yeah, some, my when, my wife was scared was scared of me. Like before we started dating, she's like, "Oh, you're that uh, uh, Halloween fan, you know, or the horror movie fan." And, and I mean, 
she 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 finally understands after being married to me <laughs> have what conventions have you been to recently oh uh let's see uh they're more city nightmares that's okay. that's the one here in michigan yep. um and they got astronomic astronomicon that's what it's called i know i know uh kane hotter and uh um i'm trying to say uh sid haig and a whole bunch of other guys they go there um it's it's a fairly new uh platform of uh it's 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 comic based and like horror movie based and comic and astronauts no (laughs) it's pretty neat Uh, the guys from twisted they're like a rap group i'm not familiar with them but they run it and uh they're pretty humble decent guys i actually make deliveries to them so um did you take your wife to these shows yes yep okay she she gets all into it Okay, so like when we're all at a convention, it's just you see everybody walking around wearing all black and tattooed up and whatever, and it's a normal thing. But you, we all know that wherever, whenever you fly home or drive home after a convention and whatever, wherever you live at, whatever city that might be, whether it's, um, you know, Moonshineville, Kentucky, where Kent lives, or it could be california you know anywhere but if you're just out and about and you're dressed like that people look at you like you're a fucking idiot for the most part oh yeah they'll they'll be staring at your shirt and looking at you and it's like oh okay you know driving Um, around in a part uh remake costume you ever tried driving in one of those i have not i don't intend to it's it's challenging (laughs) um because i mean I went to I went back to one of the uh, the comic conventions here, and I was in costume, and uh, the wife wasn't coming, so I need help putting on this hood and this and that, and uh, and wife wasn't coming, so I got dressed and I drove the car as Jason Voorhees. It was nice. challenging, yeah, it was challenging. You know what the uh, worst part about full Jason getup, especially part seven, though, is a lot of people don't talk about this is dick sweat. That's the, that's the worst part of full latex bodysuits. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you, though, through some of my travel experiences with Ari and First Jason, there's been times where uh, the, the band will be playing at, at a bar somewhere or whatever, some metal club or just whatever. And it's not necessarily a concert venue that might have a dressing room that's appropriate or whatever. And parking might not be next to the building. And there's been times where I can remember one show a couple of years ago, we were in, in Chicago, I think it was, and a, a busy ass area where you got to park a ways away. So I'm legit changing into my costume and it's cold out, but I'm legit like changing on the side of the street. And there's like people walking by. It's like nothing to see here, people, you know, like totally <laughs> fucking weird. Right. <laughs> so once you're in, then I'm in costume and I have to walk like six blocks to the venue. And it's just, it's just, I don't want to say chaotic, but people are like, what the fuck is going on? Who's this fucking loser out here walking around in this fucking, most of them think you're Michael Myers because they're bozos, but you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so there's been a lot of, I guess, awkward times where I've kind of been in that same situation, not driving, but in awkward situations, having to walk somewhere, you know? You know, I was uh, in North Carolina one time we had, me and the family had stayed in this old it was a cotton mill that had been refitted to be a hotel. It was a building from like the early 1800s. So it was kind of, and it was in this little like village area that had been remade. It was kind of touristy, but we went down there. I think it was in 
Winston, Winston, Salem, North Carolina. But, uh, there was a convention center, like maybe an eighth of a mile from the motel we were staying in the hotel we were staying in. And they had a, like a furry slash anime convention going on there, I guess. <laughs> and I remember like, I had this drum, this like really like self-realization moment where I was watching these people walk around and I was in my head thinking, you fucking nerds, you guys, wow, this is awful. And then I went, oh, oh, that's like what normal people think about me when I'm walking around in my horror convention. I, they're just thinking, you bunch of fucking nerds. So uh, it it I, it was a big self-realization moment for me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like they look at me as like a nerd. I feel like they look at me or us i should say they're like the normal community like i said if you're if you're standing next to meth head ted at the dollar general wearing your fucking friday the 13th shirt everybody's not looking at him they're looking at you like you're a fucking serial killer yeah that's that's what i would expect them to think not like oh this guy's a fucking nerd no they think like you're something's wrong with you i think i just look like a guy that's like at a kia dealership trying to buy a a car i don't like maybe I work at Dollar General. That's probably what I look like. I don't. I don't think I look like a horror fan at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I I get worried sometimes when you know you do do these conventions that uh, the the props, uh, the the machetes and the axes. Uh, I got Tim. Tim Miller lives uh lives not too far from me, uh, about an hour or two away, and uh, I get all my you know prop weapons and stuff like that from him. And uh, uh, some of these machetes and axes. I mean, I'm I'm waiting for someone to be like, he's got an axe, and you know, get shot. You know what I mean? Or uh, or a machete or whatever. I mean, because they look so real, even though they're they're fake. They're made out of rubber or um, these dull down, you know, um, stainless steel, whatever. Um, I'm I'm always worried that I'm going to get shot by a cop, saying you know, just walking around with this long machete or this axe. I, that's what I worry about. Well, speaking of the prop weapons, have you thought about expanding your shop to offer those two? Ooh, uh, no, I can't. I can't beat Tim. I send everybody up to Tim. I mean, uh, there's uh, there's some a uh, couple other guys. Uh, Escape Theory Studios. I know Oz makes some uh, buck knives and uh, stuff like that. But um, you know, doing the 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 casting and the uh, the, the the making with the the rubber and stuff like that. Uh, Tim does it so 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 well um i think he just got picked up by trick-or-treat studios to make their uh the the knives um i'm trying to think of the name of the knife um yeah he did um i think he i think it was the h1 knife if i'm not mistaken tim's got the uh Tim's got the stranglehold on the weapon and prop making community right now. He he can't really be be topped, and I don't I don't see that happening in the future either. No, no, definitely. He's uh he's got everything, whether it be from Halloween, uh, or through Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, he's he's got everything on on straight lockdown. So yeah, there's not really any competition there. I was just curious if maybe he was going to step outside the costuming and offer some other products oh, i'm sorry sorry guys i lost you i'm back now <laughs> yeah no worries so anyways uh we're gonna wrap this up here shortly but um any new 
or uh, you're not if you're not going to do props, anything else that's maybe new in the works outside of the costumes in general? Um, I I make um, there's this uh, haunted haunted uh, garage sale I make every year. It's a uh, it's show up for one day, sell what you got for four hours, and that's it. Um, I make like um, scarecrow like latex hoods that I, I make. I make like a half a year so I could sell sell um sell them uh at this convention uh, but it's like kit it's like kit bashing it you take these old crappy latex hoods uh or masks and you, you kind of wrap them with latex and uh, burlap or and uh, fabric and uh you know i sell those i do plan on redoing uh some of the part sevens uh pieces but other than that uh, i just kind of stick to the costumes and the little scarecrow scarecrow hoods i make on the side but other than that man um I don't know what's due for 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 J three. Um, I have to sit and think about that one. Gotcha. And for those that are in the works or thinking about a costume, he definitely has our recommendation. So go check out J three Jason Costumes. Uh, any final thoughts from the Kenton? No, man. You've uh, I'll vouch for Jim. He's a good dude. I've known him for years. Um. Go to him if you're looking for, if if you're wanting a balance between quality and 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 price. Um, he's just affordable and he's a good dude to deal with. He's pleasant and uh, I recommend you 100%. Man, oh, thank you guys. Thank you really guys for having me on the show. Absolutely, we're glad to have you. Now you said you are for sure going to be at Horror Hound uh, Indianapolis coming up here. I'm going months. to make it, baby. I'm going to come gonna, on down. Now is that is that just as a spectator or are you going to have a vendor table set up? Oh, um, I'm, uh, do they allow costumes to be uh, on way? Yeah. This is going mm-hmm. on? I've never been there, so um, I hopefully you come down in costume and. Uh... Oh yeah, there's there's fucking tons of people just walking around in costumes. That's no big deal. But as a vendor, you could have costumes set up at your table or hockey masks or just whatever. Um, e- either way, but no, if you were just coming down as a spectator to this show and you said I'm just going to hang out and walk around and just you know check shit out, but you wanted to wear your costume for a while yeah you can do that oh that's sweet man yeah definitely but uh i i'll probably come as a spectator uh it'll be my first time and uh i definitely want to walk around and meet everybody cool yeah we'll definitely have some drinks at that show i'll be there kenton will be there ben will be there i'm not sure about lando he brought it up earlier uh he came last year he flew in last year for it but i'm not sure if he is this year so yeah we'll uh we'll definitely catch up with you with you there but uh for the listeners who do want to contact you about a costume or any type of work uh, what avenues would be the best route obviously your facebook page but how would they just contact you in general since you don't have a website Oh, just uh, just message me through Messenger through uh, through the page. Um, I I've been wanting to do a website, but I feel that it'd be too. I would be way over my head. I'd be too busy, and I'd be mass produced, and the detail and the customer service definitely go down to the toilet. So I'm just going to stick to uh, the Facebook. It works really well. I do have Instagram, same thing, J3 Costumes, and if you want to see some videos, uh, it's up on uh, YouTube as well. Uh, I think Jason Voorhees costumes is very basic. Um, all my links are to the page from the uh, YouTube. So uh, just go check them out. Gotcha. Well, there you have it. Uh, Jim Ingram from J3 Jason Costumes. We appreciate your time, brother. Thank you, guys. 
All right, that wraps up another episode of Return to Camp Blood. So please rate and review wherever you listen to the show at. Also check us out on Facebook at Camp Blood Podcast, and please leave us a review there. We would definitely appreciate it. To check out our back episodes, you can find those on our website, campbloodpodcast.com. And if you have any suggestions, feel free to drop us a line. Until next time. 